The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight here. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. Great wrestler, but my goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, the, how about hypnosis? Let's get through Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 191 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don Bellarente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss P.D. Jonin. Hey, friend. What's up, friend? How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. Enjoying the California sun. Oh, yeah. Set. Oh, you turned yourself into a California girl, huh? For one week only, unless a Samoan comes along and changes that that's possible. I'm ready. You may be in the right location. I followed you at the bar. Okay. Well, it's a how long. I mean, listen, you just wrapped this up and we can keep it moving. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Because the time zone difference, yeah, you'll still have your evening once we finish this. It'll be the perfect time to go hang out. And we're joined by our WrestleCast broadcast journalist, none other than Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? Uh, what's up, man? Just it's a pleasure to be here. Luckily, uh, I wasn't blown away by my neighbor's fireworks. Uh, he got his, <laughs> his calendar confused. That's going to be next week to set those off. That was a, that was called a test run, my friend. Uh, yeah, test run. Maybe Tiff lost the fingers too. But <laughs> I'll let that. And tonight we're joined by the specialist of guests in his final appearance as chairman of the CSPN. It's none other than Jamal, but we all know him and love him as Classic. What's going on, Classic? Oh, Bar Week, Grind Week, Nitty Bong, everybody. Uh, thank you for having me, Joy. I got three things. Um, and let me start. Uh, sound guy, cut my music. Cut my music. Three <laughs> things right now. Number one, um, <clears throat> I know there's a lot of rumors, suspicion, tea, stuff flying around the internet about me and stuff and like so what I've been doing lately. And I want to just clear the air right now, right here on audio. I did not give up the CSPN the Don DeLorente and Black Dante a Jeremy over a domino game. I did not lose the network to them over a domino <laughs> game. It happened to be strip Uno and those motherfuckers cheated. <laughs> <laughs> so that's number one. Strictly straight because people have been tweeting, talking stuff, going on forums, message boards. Did you know what Classic did? I know what Classic did. Um, second, uh, Greg, you're in the clear. Zero dollars. Don, five dollars. Dee Dee, fifteen dollars. That's what y'all owe the swear jar. 
for contributing to the delinquency <laughs> of a minor last week. <laughs> <laughs> on the show. Although I want to give my man some credit last week. Finding out he was 15, he pretty much contributed to the legitimacy of the show because he was like a spot on journalist. He had it all together. So shout out to him. Uh, that was fun. That was probably one of the best episodes in recent memory. So kind of glad to be on the heels of that. A tough act to follow. Looking forward to seeing hearing more from you. And finally, uh, I'm going to get this out the way early and, and probably off it throughout the show. But thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank everyone listening. Thank Samuel Kalunga. Thank everyone that's in the WrestleCast uh, crew, family, everyone that follows the hashtag. I want to thank all of you for making the show what it is because it is well past what I thought it could be. And it's really all of you. I'm just so proud to you know be able to step down and leave it in good hands and know that this show is going to just thrive in you well past me. That was my whole goal from the beginning. So I'm proud of all of you. And even though this is my last day as chairman, uh, you know, I can't never say never. So I'm happy to be here one last time in an official capacity. But after that, I'm just going to be a fan like everybody else. But until then, that, that fine is due. You can try to, uh, what you call it, rescind it <laughs> under the new, the, the, the new regime. <laughs> You're going to get invoiced by tomorrow. So look for that. Uh, Didi Jonay, just like at uh, most yes. jobs on uh, July 1st, it's a new quarter. So all that stuff yes. goes back to zero. New budget. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Fiscal year is over. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we are very honored to have you one last time in the capacity that we all come came to know you as the chairman of the board of the WrestleCast, the one who fired and hired and approved and booked everything that went down here on the WrestleCast for many, many years. So thank you for the opportunity, sir. And I'm pretty sure we'll get a little sappy at the very end. But until then, we got some wrestling to talk about. So we had the United Kingdom tournament starting off our Monday full of wrestling. I'm going to do like I did last week. It's too many matches to try to just lump in together. Uh, Zach Gibson is the man. He made it all the way to the finals. Uh, Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff, it was a very good Hoss match. Uh, Joe Coffey actually got the win in that one. Flash, Morgan, and Webster, and Jordan Devlin. Uh, Jordan Devlin lost that one to Flash, Morgan, Webster. He's pretty good. He's got a bunch of high-flying type of moves with him. Travis Banks, who ended up in the finals, he beat Ashton Smith in his first match. He hit a disaster kick followed by Fisherman's Buster to get that win. And then we had an NXT number one contenders match for the women. Killer Kelly, Tony Storm, hashtag Hey Boo, and Isla Don. And Tony Storm, she hits a German and Storm Zero on uh, Isla Don, and she gets the win. In the semifinals, Zach Gibson, he defeated Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, he's got this submission hold that he puts on, like kind of like an arm bar that he uses called the Shankly Gates. And that's what Zach Gibson used to move on to the finals. Like I said, Travis Banks, he defeated Joe Coffey. He got him in a cradle and pinned him. Uh, Travis Banks is all injured up because Joe Coffey attacks him. He's, his arm is all, you know, his arm and shoulders all jacked up. So he's going into the finals a little handicapped. One of the matches of the night and of the year, British strong style, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven versus the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Bebe, Roderick Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, the guys from the Undisputed Era, 
they hit the, uh, they actually lose this one because the British strong style guys hit the seven star lariat and then they hit the dragon uh, suplex seven star lariat combo on Kyle O'Reilly and British strong style get the win. And in the finals of the UK tournament, Zach Gibson gets the win over Travis Banks. So he will be facing Pete Dunn on night two. So, Greg, did you get the chance to see this? I was actually planning on checking on it this weekend. Okay. It will kind of be a long, long weekend for me. So, I appreciate your rundown, but uh, I'm behind on that one. All right. Chairman, did you get a chance to see that one? No, I was catching some of the results and everything. All and, right. Uh, you know, on the heels of uh, all the UK action last week, I think it's uh, you know great for, for that uh, segment. UK to develop that talent looks good from what I've seen. Uh, from what I've seen of the uh, Mustache Mountain and some of the uh, talents that have come over, uh, and I think it's uh, going to continue to uh, just thrive. I just wonder if how competitive it's going to be in the UK wrestling scene because there are some like smaller feds and in, in, you know, promotions out there that this might uh, make them step up as well. I think of what culture wrestling and some others that have been having great events and a lot of talents. Uh, so. I'm wondering how it's going to affect them having this NXT presence out there. Oh, it's going to definitely hurt them because, you know, WWE is working with progress to get some of their guys. But what's going to make this actually pop is the British crowd because they have all those cheers and those chants that even if it, you know, most of the time their crowd is going to be live and the guys are really good wrestlers. They're going to be showing up. So it's not going to suffer the same fate that 205 Live does where the crowd's not into really good matches. That really, on television, makes a lot of difference. Is You know, if the crowd's into it, you know, if you're at home on TV, you're like, okay, I should be into it too, because it seems like they're having a good time at home, but on TV at home, but if they're kind of sitting on also, their hands. I, it's it's also, I also think it's huge for the Undisputed Era to be out there, giving the rep to a lot of the UK talent, uh, you know, Dropping the uh, titles, the straps to uh, Mustache Mountain, and then uh, you know going up against this other team, um, they're really you know kind of at the forefront of the interaction and like playing that American heel. As we're going to find out in the NXT cast, uh, they really are you know sort of they're the ones stepping up and sort of helping bridge that uh, that divide and making it connect. So right. We have it has the interest of the American audiences. So I mean, good on them. You know, I think that's uh, going to pay off for them in the long run. So night two was uh, billed as NXT UK. So as the chairman alluded to, we started off hot with the Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly versus Tyler Bate and Trent Seven for the NXT Tag Team Championships and Mustache Mountain. They hit the knee strike and the burning hammer combo and they pin the Undisputed Era and they are the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Um, five-star match, four-star match, whatever you want to call it. Really a lot of fun. Um, a lot of action, you know, back and forth. So check that out. If you haven't seen it, definitely worth the, it's right off the top of the show. So it's like 15 minutes, really good action. Next, we had Charlie Morgan versus Killer Kelly. Charlie Morgan got the win in that one. We had a number one contenders match that was slated to be a three-way between Flash Morgan Flash, Morgan Webster, Travis Banks, and Mark Andrews, but the UK commissioner, who is Johnny Saint, all-time legend of British wrestling, he announces that it's going to be a fatal four-way, and the fourth contender is 
Noam Dar. And Noam Dar actually gets the win. So, Didi, Alicia Fox, and Noam Dar back at the same time. Mm. Conspiracy. C-O-N-spiracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, after the match, the Coffee Brothers come in and they beat up uh, Travis Banks again. So, he's had a rough couple of days dealing with the Coffee Brothers. Uh, Adam Cole defended his NXT North American title against Wolfgang and Adam Cole, baby, retains his title. He gets the win over Wolfgang in a very fun tag team match. Alistair Black and Ricochet teamed up to go against EC3 and the Velveteen Dream. Uh, the Velveteen Dream acts like he's got a bad knee and he's trying to make it through the match. And then at some point, it's just too much. And he jumps off the apron to leave EC3 by himself. And EC3 turns around to meet his fate, which is the Black Mass. And Aleister Black and Ricochet get the win. That match is a lot of fun. Shayna Baszler versus Tony Storm for the NXT Women's Title. Uh, Shayna Baszler locks on the choke inside the ring. Tony Storm makes it to the ropes, and then she rolls to the floor. Shayna Baszler, forever the opportunist, puts the choke back on her on the floor. Then she rolls back into the ring, and Tony Storm can't make it back into the ring. She gets counted out, and Shayna Baszler retains the title. Didi, you gotta respect it. That that's some good heel tactics right there. I guess. <laughs> I, I just can't I can't with her, but I maybe I'll get there. Oh, this was a good match. Tony Storm is really good. Hopefully, um she's a part of the UK women's division. She's a, she would be an excellent choice to be the first champion if it is if that is the case. Next up we have Pete Dunn versus Zach Gibson for the UK title. Pete Dunn retains the title and a hard fought victory. He finally gets the bitter end on Zach Gibson and uh, he retains his title. Zach Gibson, ultimate hill. DD, you would really like this dude. Uh, yeah. So he actually made Pete Dunn have to kind of be more like the baby face in this particular match. So um, just an all around good two nights of British uh, style WWE wrestling. The crowd was really hot. The arena looked really hot. So um, got a lot of high hopes for the NXT version coming out of the UK uh, later on this fall. So we'll see if it lives up to the hype. Next up, Monday Night Raw from where Didi's at, San Diego. You could have went to Raw, girl, but uh, I missed it by like two days, literally. Uh, actually, uh, I was talking to good friend of the show, Jade to the Max, and she was like, the ticket prices were ridiculous. Oh, well, never mind. Stay classy, San Diego. Kurt Angle comes out. He says, you know, he's got a big announcement. And before he can even get it out of his mouth, Roman Reigns comes down. Then Bobby Lashley comes down. But basically what's happening is Brock Lesnar's having negotiation issues. And, uh, you know, he won't be able to defend this title coming up here. So that big multi-man match at Extreme Rules, that's basically not going to happen anymore. So Roman and Bobby Lashley, they go back and forth talking some shit to each other. Uh, Roman talks about not, you know, how Bobby didn't, you know, make it in MMA after he, you know, headlined WrestleMania and thought it was going to be greener pastures. And Bobby basically told him, hey, man, you had all these chances to go against Brock. You ain't get the job done. I'm the only one with legit skills to beat Brock Lesnar so move out the way let somebody else have a chance then the revival came down and said hey you know we need a rematch and they got it granted so uh, 
The Revival using these heel tactics because Bobby Lashley did what? Distracted Roman Reigns. They got the win over Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. So we got our first little uh, matchup of two guys who can't coexist. Thoughts, concerns on that promo by Bobby Lashley? He actually had some character this week. Yeah. Uh, Roman is raising uh, Bobby Lashley's profile here because he's given him a personality more so than what Sami Zayn did for him. Because uh, I don't know, people get people work with Roman, they start getting sassy and bringing up all the stuff, all his failures, which there are so many, and bringing up the stuff that's obvious. Roman's really the new John Cena in that case, uh, so it's helping Lashley to some degree. I don't know, maybe he needs to stop. You know, I, I something needs to be different about this though. I don't see either one of them giving Brock Lesnar any kind of run. It's really they're just uh, holding a spot in the triple threat with. Uh, Brock and the, you know, and, and, you know, down the line, but I really don't see it happening. So, I mean, this was good, but it's it's a nice time filler. Um, I just like the fact that, uh, you know, the top guys came down, but even though they were just disruptors, they did get the wind and uh, it's good for them too, because the revival does need some kind of boost being that they should be running the tag division and not be just. That's my opinion. This is true. Um, I think it actually helps Roman though more because his promo actually sounded pretty good this week. Didn't sound so robotic. Sounded like he actually might have like been talking for himself for once. Uh, the B team they're doing another parody of Matt and Bray. Then we get a match between Matt Hardy and Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel, with the help of Matt Hardy slipping off of the ropes when he was going for a superplex. Gets the win, and uh, Matt and Bray Wyatt congratulate him after the match. So that was kind of weird, but it was funny. Um, we <laughs> get a little package of Sasha Banks and Bailey. Banks is meeting with Kurt Angle, and then we switch to the Authors of Pain. They're walking through the hallway. They're knocking over a production assistant. Titus says, "Hey, man, behave. Don't be, you know, knocking around the people who help us to put on the best show we be can." Be a star, <laughs> right? So Bailey comes in and she's backstage with Alicia Fox. And then Kurt Angle says, hey, drink for Alicia Fox. Oh yeah. On the week that you uh, come back on your last shows, Alicia Fox is going to return just for you for all summer. That's Foxy. Did, did, did that for me. <laughs> exactly. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle says that the riot squad will face Sasha Banks, Bailey and Ember Moon. Greg, you got any uh, thoughts on raw so far up to this point? Well, Hey, I mean, the return of, of Foxy was the biggest thing so far for me. All right. Authors of Pain beat up two jobbers. They continue to beat them up after the bell. That causes Titus Worldwide to come out and make the save. So, impending program. Uh, we get a setup for uh, one of our big matches tonight as uh, it looks like Finn Balor uh, and Baron Corbin can't get along and uh, Braun Strowman wants to be friends with Kevin Owens. So we get a tag team match where it's going to be Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman versus Finn Balor and Baron Corbin. Mickey James and Lex Bliss come out. They talk about Ronda Rousey. They talk about Nia Jax. That causes Natty to come out to defend her friend. And then that causes a match between Alexa and Natalia. 
we get a distraction because Mickey distracts Natalia. Bliss then gets cut off by Nia Jax, who was at ringside. Natalia gets the sharpshooter for the win. <laughs> we get Seth Rollins. So I'm off the, uh, distraction finish game here. I'm always ready. I am drinking a lemonade peach vodka. Y'all can enjoy whatever you have. I have a oatmeal IPA by Mother's Earth, a local North Carolina brewery. Hashtag beer it is. All right. <laughs> as long as we're not Are drinking Mountain Dew or water. Do it. Mountain Dew cold bread. <laughs> uh, Greg, what do you uh what you got going on there? Uh Diet Coke actually. I know it's very exciting, very exotic. Hey, hey, you slim and trim, man. You you do what you do, <laughs> do what you think. I'm saying you're probably in the best shape of your life. I hear you. Um, I got a Brooklyn Sriracha Ace. Uh, it is nice. It's got lemongrass, uh, citrus, and uh, notes of Belgian yeast and hops. Lots of hops. Shout out to Bill. So, Nia Jax is back. That was a quick rehab. Glad to see she's good and healthy. <laughs> Seth Rollins, he's talking about losing the IC title, but he said he's coming to win it back this week. Jinder and Sunil are backstage doing a photo shoot. The Riot Squad arrives, destroys the camera, and they're just being tranquilo. Riot Squad versus Banks Bailey and Amber Moon. Ruby rolls up Banks off of a distraction, and the Riot Squad gets the win. But it was all about what happened post-match, because Bailey hops in the ring, and she proceeds to beat the brakes off of Sasha Banks mm-hmm. in the ring. Bailey thought she was beating Sasha like Sasha had jealous eyes or something. What was going on? She beat, I know they had some friction, but damn. Oh, man. They didn't, into her. they didn't have like eight months of friction. She beat her in the ring. She beat her outside the ring. She threw her into the barricade. She threw her into the steps twice, then jumped on top of her, told her what she thought of her. Told Bailey, uh, told Sasha she thought she was all that. She thought she was everything. And then Bailey told her, You ain't shit, Sasha. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's thinking she's the hugger anymore. Yeah, so. We have, we have gone, maybe, possibly, to the dark side for Bailey. So, Didi? I don't think so. Uh, if I see those wacky weather balloon men, you know, <laughs> next week, really what if they're all like, black, hey, though? But what if they're all wow. black and gray? Sizzle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But still, evil, wacky weather balloon men. Yes. All black and gray. It could be a thing. Your, your thoughts on the on the, um, on the on the beating in it? I'm over it, but if we're going to do it, it's actually more interesting if Bailey whoops our ass. So, you know, sure. Greg, was the execution of this very good by Bailey? Um, for the most part, yeah. I mean, this only could have been uh, maybe like a year ago. <laughs> it would have, would have been really, really far, but, you know, for the moment, it was nice. We were doing wrong until the pay-per-view. All right. Uh, Kevin Owens comes in the Kurt Angle's office and it's like, he didn't want to tag up with Brian because Brian always tries to kill him. Kurt Angle says, I don't know, trust him. You guys might end up being friends. For the comedy portion of the night, 
No Way Jose and Mojo Riley were going to have a rematch. Mojo Riley basically was like, nope, you don't deserve to even walk down the ring. None of you do, including your whole conga line. So he starts running down one of the dudes in the conga line. That makes No Way Jose come out of the ring to kind of take up for him. And then Mojo Riley just not No Way Jose Jose out with a right hand. Easy for me to say. That pizza... Was it a pizza? The slice of pizza? I don't know. It was, like, a, he was, it was getting, a cheeseburger, is what it was. Cheeseburger. He was digging into it. He was like, Your parents did not spend all that money for your college tuition for you to be a cheeseburger. Like, he was really just laying into it. The dude looked like he was rethinking his life. Like, why am I even here? You're right. What am I doing dressed as a cheeseburger? I'm not even Indy Town. My thoughts were with Didi Jonet. It's like, Oh, look at Spicy White out here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been away for a while. When, when did Mojo become like this huge super heel? He used to be stay hype and stuff. Now he's just running down it's, cheeseburgers. It's just it just started in the last couple of weeks. They're trying to figure out something to do with him. I guess. I guess. And is I mean, is no way Jose just been getting knocked out each time he's defending one of his uh, posse? Is he the new uh, Adam Rose? That's what's going on here. Uh, yeah, he's going to turn into Adam Rose quick if he doesn't. Like, he better pit something. He better. He better. I, I uh, interview with Adam Rose or the, the artist formerly known as. Recently, he's like, I like that No Way Jose gimmick. It was cool when I did it. You know, he's throwing the stage. <laughs> but, uh, hey, you lost, you lost your own spot. No one lost it for you. Homie, so, all right. Um, Bailey is told. Bailey is told next week she's got to go to counseling or she's fired for the beatdown on Sasha. I saw the tweet for that, and uh, I saw a tweet for that on Monday night, and they said, uh, Bailey and Sasha need to go to Dr. Shelby, and it was picture of Dr. Shelby, and I was like, are they really doing that on Raw? So I was upset that it didn't happen, <laughs> but we might see Dr. Shelby back again. Yeah, maybe next week. Tune in. Hashtag broadcast. I, I have a question. Dr. Yes. Who is Dr. Shelby? He is who um, Daniel Bryan and uh, Kane went to for a couple's counseling. Oh. They had brought as the uh, Hell No tag team. Gotcha. Cool. And he got he got them to start hugging it out and stuff. And so, like, Daniel Bryan kept saying no, no, and Kane. And they started hugging in the ring and stuff. It was really good. It was a fun, <laughs> fun time on Raw. We have Braun Strowman and Kevin yeah. Owens versus Finn Balor and Constable Corbin. The match ends in a count out because Finn and Corbin can't work together and it ends up that Corbin attacks Finn and they end up brawling on the floor and they get counted out. So Kevin, who's always shook a Braun, runs away as Braun chases him to the back. So we go come back to commercial and we see Kevin is still running. He's trying to get, you know, somewhere to hide. So he hides in a little room for a few minutes and then he leaves the building. Braun is still in pursuit. He heads up to the parking lot, Kevin does, and he's trying to find his keys. And the valet says he doesn't have his keys. So while he's standing there trying to figure out what he's going to do next, Braun says, hey, you're looking for these? He turns around. He's got his keys. Then he turns back around after Braun says he hoped Kevin's had insurance because Kevin's (laughs) car is turned upside down and it's on fire or smoking. And Braun laughs (laughs) and just walks away. And Kevin did not sign that insurance waiver with Enterprise, so he's because <laughs> no one drives their own personal cars at these shows. They go to Enterprise or whatever; they'll pick you up. By the way, 
And uh, that's what they do. He ain't driving his own personal town car. This ain't the 90s. And but the- I love how Braun Strowman is like now the uh, enforcer, of the, the destroyer vehicles. They're going to do like a big montage on his like DVD, on his special about like heavy vehicles he's destroyed with his hands. Because get these hands does not just apply to people. Apparently it applies to vehicles. And it's no wonder why the people are just salivating at the mouth for this dude to be the champion. He gets to do all kinds of cool shit nobody else gets to do. Um, our main event, Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Owens, a rematch for the IC title. Uh, this ends in a... Seth Rollins, right? Huh? Said Seth Owens. Oh, Seth Owens? Seth Rollins? Yeah. Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins? So uh, this ends in a disqualification as well. Rollins hits a superplex. He goes for the Falcon Arrow. Drew uh, Galloway pulls Seth out. The ref calls for the DQ. Of course, Ziggler and then uh, Big Drew, they start to beat down on Seth. That causes Roman to come out and make the save. We get a brief stare down between uh, Drew and Roman. And then all of a sudden they start going at it. And uh, Roman eventually takes out both Ziggler and Drew and clears the ring. And uh, Seth uh, Seth Rollins and uh, Roman Reigns stand tall at the end. And that was your Monday Night Raw. So uh, that really ended in a whimper because they had two as well, two uh, non finishes back to back. But uh, the the sight of uh, Roman and uh, Drew staring uh, down each other was pretty good. A uh, good setup for next week because you know the main event for next week is going to be a tag match between the two parties, the two factions. The little mini Shield brothers reunion uh, versus uh, Ziggler and Dudgeon uh, Galloway, who have the momentum. And of course, you might get a run in by Bobby Lashley. So I think this is a good setup. You know, good. I mean, you're still coming two weeks now, the second week off the pay per view. So you do have to, like, kind of like slow things down and build up towards SummerSlam, which is the next big one, I believe. Um, so, unless I'm missing one, but yeah, I I, th- I think this was pretty good. Um, I mean, distraction, DQ, stuff finished, but as far as the shows go, you know, progression as far as storytelling. Greg, your uh, best part of Monday Night Raw, the one, the moment that caught your attention the most? Um... Uh, <laughs> Like I said, it was probably Fox's return, and then the second, probably the, the beat down on Sasha. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I'm I, I'm a, I'm a kid at heart, so you know, I I did pop when I when I saw Braun that trash the car. You know, <laughs> I, I, I fall for the the silly sophomoric stuff most of the time, so it did my heart well. Okay, and Didi Jonah, I'm gonna ask you the same question. The best moments that stood out to you for this week's Raw? Uh, definitely Bailey whooping Slash's ass. Yes. Yes, yes. All right. So are you ready as we hear the scenic, lovely background sound? Sounds very, like, relaxing back there. It's very relaxing. I'm right by a parking lot. It's amazing. <laughs> That's a view, unfortunately. There's no beach. I mean, I- uh no, the beach is like ten minutes away. Oh okay. I got a lot of trees. You can't really see the parking lot, so I just I know it's there. Right. right. There's nothing else to be seen. Let me stop. It's great. I'm on vacation. I'm not at work. You got some buzzers or sea bowlers on going back there. 
Um, some kind of yeah. I saw a hummingbird my first day. That was awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, I, I think that's a fucking hummingbird. Oh my god. So what's the most California thing you've experienced so far? The most California thing? Oh, they're like you know how you take Uber and you like just get in the Uber and go? They're like Oh, how many people is it? Oh no, everybody has to have a seatbelt. I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, like there's no such thing as sitting the baby on your lap, you know? You know how like even growing up, you would double up if you had a little cousin who was a little bit smaller. They sh- they would sit on your lap. You make do. No, no, no. Mm, I'd be like, I've, "You assholes are out of control." I've driven Lyft and I fit like seven people in my car. Once. Exactly. You do what you got to like, do. Look, I'm trying to get this money. Exactly. So you don't have to lap it up. Exactly. Up. Get this money. Mm. Little Miss. Little Miss. Ju- and here's the thing. Little Miss. What's her name? Julie. Somebody said they hired the Uber and they were like, "It's Julie. Her name is Julie." I was like, "I don't like her." So they're like, "Like, why are you acting like that?" So they get there. The first thing out her mouth. The first thing out her mouth is, "Oh, you all can't fit." Excuse me, bitch. Could you try? So my mother is like, um, we can fit. You have six seats, right? And she was like, yeah, but you know, we just don't have a lot of space. And she was like, let's see what we can do. So then she ended up, basically we all did fucking fit. And I was like, fucking Julie. And I was like, I told you I didn't fucking like her. Julie didn't want to move her shit. She probably had something that, um. Julie was a lazy yash. Little Muhammad had six bags of Mm -hmm. plastic water bottles in his back seat. He still made a way. He drive and have stuff. Passenger side. Well, he said, he said, oh, run up in there? he said, oh, my wife put that in there, and I, she didn't tell me. Okay, mom, sure. Whatever, dude. I don't, but that's like that's the California thing that's happening. Like everybody's like, uh, seatbelts. I'm like, fuck out of here. Get, let me get in this car and go. Yo, gas is like four twenty three here. Let's see, that's crazy, and that's like for this regular. This been brought to you by Lyft. <laughs> <laughs> I did take this to the airport. But Shimp, they got my ass there with time to spare. Had time for mimosa. Anyway, SmackDown happened this week. I don't know where they're from. Miz came out. He brings out the Bludgeon Brothers. I guess this is a Miz TV. He talks to them about dismantling Daniel Bryan and asks why they attacked Daniel Bryan. They say nothing because they don't speak generally unless it's to shade people on Twitter. So, Miz shows footage of Daniel Bryan talking about wanting to face the biggest and baddest on SmackDown. Uh, he fears that the footage he has shown has angered the Bludgeon Brothers, and so then he shows footage of their win and standoff with Daniel Bryan before last week's gauntlet match. Daniel Bryan then blames... No. The Miz then blames Daniel Bryan for disrespecting the tag champions. He tries to stir the pot, and then he calls Daniel Bryan the real villain. Oh, okay, birds. And... She- and shows his beatdown at the hands of the champions. Miz applauds this, but the Bludgeon Brothers are not impressed. Luke Harper slaps the mic out of his hand, and Daniel Bryan arrives. Miz continues to stir the pot, and Daniel tells him to shut up and says the Bludgeon Brothers are big and bad, but he has heart and isn't afraid of them or the Miz, and so he wants to know which one will fight him first. We don't get an answer. Backstage, the New Day is there, and Xavier drinks a pancake shake to prep for his match against Rusev. Um, <laughs> as he introduces Rusev, Aiden English buries Xavier Woods and his pancakes. Uh, 
And then Rusev takes Wiz up top. They battle for position and back to the mat. And then Xavier posts Rusev. He heads back up top and the rope walk elbow drop misses. Rusev hits the machka kick and the accolade follows and Woods taps. So he's, Rusev then says tonight was about AJ Styles. He knows AJ is scared and proved that last week when he attacked Aiden English. Rusev says he's taking the title to make for a great Rusev day. That was a fun match. Xavier Woods gets to show out. Whenever he gets to wrestle by himself, he does get he does try to show out. Zanky's a good snack of a wrestler. He's, he, I think he does that because he knows Didi Jonet is watching. I mean, I'm I'm there for it. <laughs> Just call me Paige. He can show me whatever he wants to. Oh boy. All See, that's y'all's influence. That's y'all's influence on me. I never <laughs> used to make those jokes. <laughs> never used to make those you jokes. Gotta, you got to use the right combination of, of of words, though, to make the joke, though, so it hits home. I just I shouldn't make the joke at all. It's all <laughs> awful. Well, I mean, we wouldn't we wouldn't joke about it if it wasn't true. I mean, true, true. It's, it's damn true. <laughs> yeah. I saw that tape, and I don't normally look at celebrity tapes, but I looked at that. Next, we get a wacky Jeff Hardy promo. He's ready to take flight and fight tonight. You like that, don't you? Dr. Seuss in the house. Yes. Uh, commentary explains that Nakamura is not cleared to compete because the drug dog bit him. <laughs> It wasn't wow. the drug dog. It was the bomb sniffing dog that security that's uses. That's not better. He's that's about to really, get demoted to a drug dog. That's really worse. <laughs> like, what did Nakamura have endeavor. on him that they thought that was the bomb dog? Like, the, what? the Homeland Security dog was like, nah. Homeland something. Security dog was has been loaned out by ICE. That's what happened. <laughs> wow. It was reassigned for a few weeks and got shit confused. So apparently, at the Drop house, band in effect. Apparently at the house show, <laughs> what happened is uh, when the, they were walking the dogs around, you know, for security reasons, sniffing for, for bombs or whatever, uh, the, the dog walked up on Nakamura, sniffed him, and then bit him on the leg. That's and ridiculous. he wasn't cleared to wrestle. That is ridiculous. Fucking dog. Anyway, because of <laughs> that. Did, did the dog get get hit any because I mean Nakamura's a king of strong style. He I'd have kicked like, him in his nose for sure. I mean, get Sasha. Sasha because I mean you start touching the talent it's real. Right? Sasha the dog. I mean what's ASPCA and obviously, obviously he did he did not do that because we would have heard about that on the news. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They'd have been like, yeah. can you believe this Japanese person on a visa, you know <laughs> or work a visa. Dogs in San Diego. Like, that's never happened before. Look, I'm keeping an eye out. So, anyway, because of Nakamura's dog bite, Jeff Hardy, instead of facing him, is going to do an open challenge next. But before that, Lana and Naomi are backstage arguing, and the cast of Glow arrives. Not awesome Kong, though. So, Lana's not impressed as Allison Brie does her Russian gimmick to her. The Glow girls say that Lana and Naomi should work together. And so then it's teased. None of this matters if there are not tag team titles, though. So I don't. What are they doing? Uh, pro- program note: Glow comes back starting. If you listen to this podcast when it drops today on Friday, June 29th. So hey. so hashtag after Glowcast. 
is the hashtag for when we watch it. We're going to try to watch it on Friday, uh, but you know, I'm going to have to come in a little bit later. There's a, uh, there's a event happening that I'm going to be attending, but I will be Ooh. watching. So continue to Any use fan. yeah the hashtag after Glowcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a rooftop pool party, reggae oh, pool that's, party. Hell yeah. That sounds like good summertime shenanigans. Yes, hopefully it will be. Hmm. It's been quite the summer so far for a chance. Keep it going, Doc. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so Eric Young of Sanity answers the open challenge from Jeff Hardy. It is a U.S. title match. Eric Young counters the twist of fate, and they work into a double down. The Usos arrive and brawl with Dane and Wolf. Eric Young joins in, and we end in a DQ. Jeff and the Usos clear the ring and stand tall. As you all know, that is just a precursor to a three-on-three match. Sanity versus the Usos and Jeff Hardy. There is a super kick by Jay, and many super kicks finally take Dane to the floor. There's a big tope by an Uso. We don't know which one. Wolf hits a German onto an Uso, but Jeff tags in, and the Swanton finishes it for the win. Uh, How was the snatch? Uh, the Usos I was and distracted the, by the face makeup. The Usos, the Usos and the Hardys, uh, Jeff Hardy, they definitely had a lot of uh, fan support in this one. Once the Usos got in there and started going wild, fans picked Jeff's up. makeup was like out of control. Are you digging it? No, it, it makes me uncomfortable. Is it Rosemary feels? Mm-hmm, very much. Very much so. His eyes were closed, and I thought they were open, and he opened his <laughs> eyes, and was like, I, I had nightmares. Yeah. But it, in the style of Teddy Long, all-time SmackDown GM, it was cool to see a six-man tag on the show. First time in a long time uh, that I've seen the product. In. Really? Maybe that's Raw who always has a six-man. I feel like I see those every week. I feel like they need trio champions. <laughs> that's a good idea. Pay me, WWE. Yes. Okay, so next match. Becky versus Sonya Deville. Becky gets distracted by Mandy Rose, and Deville slams Becky off the ropes and covers for two. Becky slams Sonya into Mandy Rose and locks on a disarmor for the win. How do we feel? Are we sad about Miss Skinamax? I don't have any personal attachment to Mandy Rose. I was a, a little bit down that the I- Iconics weren't on this show, but that's just me personally. Oh, oh yeah, they're SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe they had to go get their visa fixed. You know, they're not from here. <laughs> well, SmackDown has a whole lot of people in a little bit of time, so they can't be clogging it up every week. That's just me being selfish. Good build of moment for Becky Lynch coming off next last week. Uh, I think that's going to be a good opportunity for her uh, to, to you know, get in the main event. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting distracted. Uh, oh, I'm distracted. 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 Like I told Are you, you distracted I'm not by the insect in your room? No, no, no. My nephew's trying to open the door, but he can't. <laughs> he is wow. like straining for all of his might. Leg on the wall and everything, and he cannot get it. Oh, did he finally get it? Nope. Oh, he finally got it. Hold on, I'm recording something. You got to be quiet, okay? Okay. So, um, next, James Ellsworth is here wearing an Oscar match, match, mask, Oscar mask. Ty Dillinger makes fun of him, calling him a one as opposed to a perfect 10. 
<laughs> we get a promo for San Amas and Selena Vega. They want competition, but warn others to stay out of their way unless they want to get hurt. Um, next, James Sankara. Ellsworth. Exactly. Just like Sankara. James Ellsworth makes his way out to the ring. Ellsworth talks about being a real man and says Oscar ruined Carmella's celebration. He calls her out saying it's a man's world and says he loves and respects women and claims his love life is hot lies. Lies <laughs> of Manelli lies. <laughs> but there is no love between he and Asuka or respect. He wasn't ready for her last week and dares her to come and kick him again. So then Paige skips on out and asks what Ellsworth is doing and says Asuka isn't here and Ellsworth knows that and that's why he came out here. Paige says that Carmella will defend against Asuka at Extreme Rules. Ellsworth says Asuka doesn't deserve it. And then says Paige is out here to ask him on a date. Paige says, you're absolutely right. How does next Tuesday sound? Ellsworth accepts, and she says, it's not a date. It's a match with Asuka. Now, see, see, this is where, if you're in the WrestleCast hashtag, you saw my joke about Paige. And what was it? And Xavier Woods. Well, I don't know what it is. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) Really? Coming back weeks after week after week, I've been increasingly coming to the villa. Like I, I get it. I get it. Why Xavier had her going up, up, down, down. I get it. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Wow. Children. Terrible. Wow. Won't somebody think of the children? Back. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Won't somebody think of the children? Mm-hmm. Dude, I think he's talking about his parents. <laughs> How do you even retire fully? It's just like one day. Nope, got to come back. I know, man. Come on. Don't make me Jordan this thing. <laughs> I think my nephew locked me out into the balcony. Cool. Okay, so Harper stares into nothingness backstage as Daniel Bryan warms up for his match with the Good Brothers. Um, so next is Daniel Bryan versus Luke Harper. Daniel Bryan fires up with rights and hits a tornado DDT. Then Daniel... Oops, Excuse me. Now lights Harper up with yes kicks and then gets a roll up for two. Daniel Bryan looks for the yes lock, but Eric Rowan makes the save for the DQ. The Bludgeon Brothers beat down Daniel Bryan post match until Shocker Kane arrives to make the save. Kane attacks the champions and Bryan joins in and hits the Busaiku knee and Kane follows with a choke slam. Daniel Bryan seems hesitant after they clear the ring and Kane offers a hug. Daniel Bryan refuses at first, but the crowd is behind him and eventually they hug. Team Hell No rides again. The fans are ecstatic. Paige runs out and she says, oh no, we must take advantage of this. So at Extreme Rules, Team Hell No will get a tag title shot. And that is how your SmackDown ended this week. On a feel good yes. note. Yes. People yes. throwing babies in the air. <laughs> each other jumping up and down. This is how you add SmackDown matters. The, the, the show of the week. And this show didn't have. This show didn't have Oscar. This show didn't have Charlotte. This show didn't have AJ Styles. This show didn't have Nakamura. That's just how many people they got. And, and we're still, fine. It's still Boom. styled on Raw. Yep, yep. I'll tell you what did it, though. That six-man tag. You gotta have a six-man tag. <laughs> G-Money, <laughs> j- j- jump in here. What um, What was your your assessment of this week's SmackDown? Anything outstanding stand out for you? Uh, nothing, nothing truly outstanding. I mean, it was nice to, to see the reunion between uh, Brian and Kane in that, I guess, that kind of 
pays off, you know, why the, the Bludgeon Brothers have been retaining the titles lately. Just to say, okay, well, hey, this is going to be the story. This is going to be the, the the transition of the titles to, you know, the baby face champ. So it kind of makes sense now. All right. All right. Mr. Ejone, your your highlights. My highlights? Mm-hmm. What were my highlights from SmackDown this week? Did you watch? Yes. I, w- you didn't watch? I was talking to my nephew. I'm oh. sorry. Um, highlights would be Team Hell No getting back together. Just because I like it when the crowd is really into things. Yeah, and they definitely were into that. For sure, for sure. Oh, also, I was really, really into Sonya Deville knocking into Mandy Rose. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you like Mandy? I mean, I don't really I feel don't it for it. I dislike but. Mandy, but you know, you start off on a wrong note with me. I don't like you no more. Talking about people's afros and things. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. It's it's it's, it's more than it's deeper than wrestling. I hold grudges. Yep. <laughs> for sure. Well, we're gonna talk about some NXT proper as the champion Aleister Black. He comes out. He talks about dealing with the with adversity is what makes a champion. He says he overcame that adversity when he beat Lars Sullivan at TakeOver. Then the man, Tommaso Ciampa, hashtag Hill Life Supreme comes out. He says Alistair may have overcame adversity, but he's going to face the devil himself. He says Ciampa says he doesn't buy the aura surrounding Alistair Black, noting that he barely beat Lars at TakeOver. While Tommaso Ciampa was main eventing and beating Johnny Gargano, with both hands tied behind his back. Alistair Black says that if Regal books this match, that he'll kick Ciampa's lights out. Ciampa, Ciampa says he's just a boy and that he better be careful what he wishes for. Ciampa then adds that there may be an R around Black, but says that when he beats him, the title and the R will be gone as Alistair Black's title reign fades to Black. Now, this was good. Five star way to start off the show. Tommaso Ciampa, uh, he, he's me and Didi's fave as far as the heel life goes. We, we, we represent. Mm-hmm. Like, he, all evil, everything. He's, did you see the, um, the other night when he was, um, when they had the NBA awards and he released his own awards and he was like, <laughs> best wrestler, Tommaso Ciampa, best heel, Tommaso Ciampa, best promo, Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> <laughs> Best entrance music, Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. He <laughs> the man is just on another level. Yeah, I noticed he's copied my beard, by the way. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's fitting that we've we've got the chairman on because all of his cla- all all of his favorites made an appearance this week. Vanessa Bourne, she gets interviewed. She claims that she'll be the NXT Women's Champion soon. Then she starts making fun of Kari Sane for dressing like a pirate. Uh, Vanessa promises to take Kari out and that she'll be on the posters and that Vanessa Bourne is going to be the star. Where's my Vanessa Bourne soup in your collector's cup? That's what I watched this whole promo on Hulu today and I was just thinking the same thing. Come on now. <laughs> Keep the push going behind Vanessa Bourne. It's not too soon. It's not. It's, it's not. She's earned it. And come on, pirates, that was like so... Five years ago, Dex Sparrow doesn't even like rate a blockbuster anymore. So, what are we doing? It, it, this should be the born era. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, 
Kona Reeves, he beat a jobber with the uh, Hawaiian drop. He got the win. Candice LeRae, she defeated Lacey Evans with the unprettier, and then she hit a textbook lion salt. Chris Jericho would have been proud of this. So Candice LeRae got that was the a win. Match. Yeah, that was really that, good. Lacey Evans had her hand, and it was like Candice lost an arm in that match and still won. <laughs> that was very impressive. Kathy Kelly then interviews Johnny Gargano about watching his wife. And Johnny basically says that, you know, Candace is his favorite wrestler, but he says he keeps replaying in his head what happened in Chicago, especially when Tommaso took off his wedding ring and then spit on it. He says that uh, Ciampa didn't win the war as they are one and one. And Johnny says he wants another match. Johnny says that this will only end when Chump when Tommaso Ciampa is ended. So planting the seeds for an all time Great match. Hopefully, hell in the cell. Fingers crossed. William Regal announced via Twitter that Gargano needs to move on from thinking about Ciampa. So next week, Johnny Gargano will face EC3. Then we get Kathy Kelly. She interviews Candice. Candice is concerned for Johnny, but she says it's time for her to worry about her future and her goals, which is the NXT Women's Championship. The NXT Tag Team Champions, newly crowned Mustache Mountain, were supposed to face two jobbers, Carl Axelrod and Dave Dixon, but the Undisputed Era hits the uh, uh, entranceway, beats the shit out of those two dudes, then Strong and O'Reilly claim that the tag team title loss was a fluke, and Undisputed Era is coming for revenge. Then, by God, that's Ricochet's music. He hits, and then he runs down to join Mustache Mountain in the ring. So, DD, what does that lead to? Teddy Long special, a six-man tag as we get Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, and Ricochet versus the Undisputed Era. Ricochet heads up top. He hits the 630, but Kyle O'Reilly pulls Adam Cole to the floor. Ricochet hits a dive, but then Roddy suplexes uh, Ricochet on the apron. He rolls Ricochet back in. Adam Cole puts his arm over Ricochet and gets the pin as the Undisputed Era get the victory. Um... Undisputed Era in this week have been in one, two, three matches that are like four stars at the least. That's a pretty good week. Got to hand it to the Undisputed Era. You know, like I was mentioning earlier, putting in the work for the product across the board in so many shows, so many matches, uh, they are really earning their paycheck this week. Uh, I'm sure Triple H is proud and happy. And uh, the fact is, these guys are earning their money, as we say on the job sometimes, when uh, you are working hard. It's like, okay, now I'm going to earn my money today, because apparently these motherfuckers are not letting me go. <laughs> um, but they are really doing that. And, um, I mean, it's not hard when you're dealing with uh, Ricochet and Mustache Mountain. Ricochet makes any match interesting with his high-flying and his like a- acrobatics. And Mustache Mountain, I mean, getting a better look at them, they really have some great moves and some great chemistry as a tag team. And I think they're going to do, you know, do well as champs, even if they drop the titles, uh, you know, going back to the UK, they're going to pretty much uh, be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I really like them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good, uh, good tag team. Like you said, um, Trent seven actually trained Tyler Bate, So that's why they have like really good chemistry. And yeah, they do have some really traditional like tag team combination moves. So it's kind of a throwback to, you know, old school tag team wrestling when guys actually weren't just, you know, two guys who were singles wrestlers and they just put them together and all of a sudden they happened to win the titles and they went on a run for like four months. But no, they actually like 
do have some really good tag team chemistry, like you said. So it's going to be fun. These I told people, I told people in March to get ready because NXT was going to be the thing to watch this summer. And uh, we're about about halfway through right now, and it's about to be on fire heading into the SummerSlam takeover. Can't wait for these next few months to uh to 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 go down because what I'm hoping is that Tomasa Ciampa heals his way to the NXT title and that final match between Johnny and uh, Tomasa Ciampa is for the title. Mm-hmm. And then, then that's a, that's a main event right there. Greg, you were talking about how the main event hadn't been the title match the last couple of takeovers. That'll definitely be a main event. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you <laughs> make a good point. <laughs> you, you definitely would think that would be the case. So, that's what, even if there is a, a title that changes hands, you still got EC3 waiting in the wings. You got a number of contenders, so you you would still be able to move forward with the title change um, if there if that is the case, or with giving Alistair Black something to do if he, he does drop the title, you know he's going to challenge against EC3. So you know NXT is in great shape as far as bringing the next man up and continuing to have great storylines and great wrestling. Um, you know. I wouldn't say they're still outshining the main product, but uh, they're pretty much coming close every time I see them. So it's very competitive and, you know, very fun. It's a great show. So we'll talk about our final review, a Lucha Underground. Man, Ricky Mundo, that dude is weird. He's really out there. He's telling Jack Evans about finding the Island of Dolls, where he found this little creepy doll from. Then Johnny Mundo and Taya arrive. They're newlyweds, um, if you didn't know, in the actual life. Uh, they talk about feuding with the Reptile Tribe. Johnny Mundo tells Jack Evans to call them out tonight, but Jack Evans, he's afraid to do so. Johnny Mundo tells them to look out for Angelico because he owes Angelico an ass beating. Then, kind of off behind everybody, the doll tells Ricky that his secret is safe with her. Did anybody watch this by chance? Classic? Did you happen to, ch- to check out Lucha Underground? Nah, unfortunately, um, uh, I'm, I'm on that live cable uh, flying action. So flying solo on this one. Video, but... All right, yeah. All right, so we have this new character. We have a new Exotico. If you're familiar with Lucha Underground and uh, Pimpinella Estrada, if you've ever yeah. seen that character, okay. Mm-hmm. So we have a new Exotico this year. And his name is Exolicious. And he faced off against wow. Jack Evans. And yes, this is a okay. this is a wrestler of color doing the Exotico gimmick. It's what everybody thought Velveteen Dream was perpetrating. And I was like, hold up, wait, no, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys got it all wrong. Hold on. <laughs> you just Playing yeah. with the character no, right Velvet, now. Velveteen Dream is in what, what, what <laughs> in the eighties and nineties we would call flamboyant. Right, right, right. No, 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 no. This guy is exactly what everybody thought Velveteen Dream was heading for. Mm-hmm. But in Lucha, it works because they have the tradition of the Exoticos. Yeah. So, but yeah, he picked up the win that Exolicious did with the X Factor. So he's off to a, a good start here at Lucha Underground. Pentagon arrives. 
He talks about defending his title twice already. Then Brian Cage arrives from the blind side. Uh, he lays out uh, Pentagon. Then he power bombs him off the apron through a table. Then Cage says that you can't break him because he's not a man. He's a machine. And he's going to be the next Lucha Underground champion. Then we had our main event of the evening. Jeremiah Green versus Phoenix versus Mil Martis in a three-way to the grave match. Uh, grave consequences, which is Mil Mertes basically casket match, which is a three way casket match. Eva Lise, she returned with a hammer and she starts attacking Jeremiah Crane. She gets some revenge for Ultimate Lucha. So Eva Lise follows with more hammer shots and knee strikes. Kane shoots at the bird. Eva Lise breaks his finger. She hits him again with the hammer and then sends him into the coffin and closes it. And Jeremiah Crane is eliminated as the day of the dead folks come and take him away. Mill Mertis catches Phoenix off the ropes and choke slams him into the coffin. Phoenix uh, onto the coffin, excuse me. Phoenix keeps fighting back. He hits a missile drop kick, but then jumps right into the flatliner. Mill Mertis opens the coffin and places Phoenix in it and closes it for the win. So in theory, what's going to happen now is Katrina is going to get her life force back and she's no longer going to be trapped between the reality and the spirit world. Uh, Antonio Cueto, he has Matanza chained up in the new prison. Antonio says that he's failed Matanza. He says that the key that he holds, holds Matanza's soul, a gift from the gods given to Antonio when he gave him up to the gods. It has made him weak. So Antonio says that he should be so much more. So he tosses the key to Matanza and tells him to destroy it to become a god. Matanza destroys it. The chains fall away. And Antonio says goodbye to his son. And that was Lucha Underground. Um, oh, back up a second. Yes, sir. Antonio Cueto. Yes, Antonio Cueto. Not Dario. No, Dario uh, got killed. And, and Muerto. Wow. And um, <laughs> he got killed and um, Antonio Cueto is his father. And it's turned out that Antonio Cueto ordered the assassination of Dario Cueto. This is deeper than Tekken as far as the storyline goes. Like if you ever play Tekken, Tekken 2, Tekken 3, all the way up to like Tekken 10 or whatever right now. Wow. This is some deep shit. Of course, man. This Lucha Underground. I mean, wow. A DD. I, mm-hmm. I, I need you to do a. Are you near your uh, like phone or computer to do some Googles? I am. I will. Do okay. Google. I'll be watching YouTube I, all night. I need you to. Uh, I need you to do your Googles on X O, mm-hmm. and then Licious L I S H U S. X O L I S H O. No, U U S. S H U S. Yes. Okay. Am I gonna clear my search history? I hope not. I was gonna say, don't, don't, don't get me in trouble. Sunny kiss? Is Mm -hmm. that who that is? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Is he? Is he dressed up? Is he dressed up in the? Is there any pictures or video accessible? He's got like, um, um. How would I describe that? A jacket with hmm fur. I don't know. Oh, is it a woman or not a woman? Remember, yes. Remember Pippinella Estrada from Lucha oh. Underground. He he's playing. Trons. Oh, okay. He's yeah. He's playing the Exotico 
this year. He's he's very pretty. Yeah. Oh, he got an ass on my hand. That's gonna make some uncomfortable. He got cheeks. Um. Yeah, I'm very glad it's Bubba's not just didn't go that far. Shouts of pro wrestling tees. They have a T-shirt for this uh, uh, talent. It's not just bootylicious. It's sunnylicious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oddly enough, his makeup is better than a lot of the people. All right. <laughs> Face beat. Okay. Yeah, so that's our newest talent to uh, Lucha Underground, Miss Didi. You know what? I would like to see Charlotte in a two piece, like hit their two piece. Okay. I don't know what the pronoun Sunny uses, but I like this. this Long sleeve right under the city kind of deal. I think that's quite nice. That would look good on Charlotte. I'm motivated. I thought I was hitting the gym, but I'm not hitting the gym like this. Dude. So <laughs> let's get back to it. Thank you. Got to work on them glutes, friend. <laughs> Got to do the glute blast. I don't know. Squat yeah. something. So at this time, while we still got Miss Dijonet, I'm going to open it up to you for your thank you shout outs. Um, shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout out. Shout out to the Living Sour Patch that is Samuel Kalunga. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Chairman. It's been a privilege and an honor. Thank you for sending me that ad asking me why I wasn't watching Scandal like everybody else. It has been some of the best Thursdays of my life since then. Um, Shout out to my nephew because I went on mute for a little bit because he asked me what I was doing. And I told him, and I was like, what's your favorite wrestler? He was like, oh, I don't know. But not John Cena. He's shit. <laughs> wow. Like, yes, he is, baby. Yes, he is. And then I asked him, did he have a favorite woman wrestler? And he told me Naomi. So, you know, I just I feel like a very proud auntie right now. Mm. He hit me in my feels. I feel like I've done good work. So yeah, those are my the future. Hope he graduates to, to Alicia Fox one day. But that's cool, you know. It's, it's good to start off with. I Naomi. want him away from the crazy people. He's already half white. Like let's not let's 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 <laughs> let's not stack the deck against the kid. Okay. <laughs> All right, Chairman. Um. Well, I didn't get to recap Nova Pro Wrestling like I uh, thought I would. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Use it. This nah, is your well, chance let, right here. Let's just, I, I, like, I, like I said, like I was telling you uh, early in the chat, the Commonwealth Cup was something else. It was a great tournament. Men's and women's tournament happened. Um, our fave, uh, Faye Jackson, the milkshake Faye's Bay, I got a t-shirt here. She did not make it past the first round. She got eliminated by her good old friend, Mia Yim. She oh. actually made it. Pretty far in the tournament. I think Mia Yim actually faced um, Jordan Grace in the. I'm trying to see where she fell off, but pretty much Mia Yim uh, got defeated by Jordan Grace in the semifinal. And then Jordan Grace defeated Ali Cat in the finals to become the first ever Women's Common Cup, Commonwealth Cup winner. Uh, this was a show back on like June 9th that I went to. And then the Men's Commonwealth Cup was even more interesting because uh, Wheeler Utah, who's this wrestler. He wears like a Mortal Kombat mask. He's from Silicon Valley. He's like all nerd and geek or whatever. But he comes in and he defeats a number of uh, competitors, including Homicide, who came back to Nova Pro. Homicide of the uh, TNA Impact fame, uh, who was a member of LAX. That uh, controversial win in the semifinals against Homicide, where the referee counted the three and Homicide clearly kicked out, 
was controversial because going into the finals, we were Utah went up against uh, three men in a four, uh, final elimination four-way. He defeated Eric Royal, Sage Phillips, and Tracy Hot Sauce Williams to become the second ever men's Commonwealth Cup winner. But that was marred quickly because Homicide came out and beat up breaks off of Wheeler, Utah, who was still spent off of defeating three men and going through the tournament. Gave him the, the, the cock killer and all these different moves. Did the whole thing with the ring apron where he beat his ass in the ring and then destroyed the Commonwealth Cup itself. So the trophy, he couldn't even enjoy it because he pretty much defaced it. I got pictures of the whole thing. I got to post them sometime soon. But uh, this would happen in Northern Virginia at the Annandale Volunteer Fire Department. The next show for Nova Pro is going to be uh, July 6th. I have pretty much made a commitment that I'm going to be at every one of these shows or at least once a month. They're like mad local. So if you're ever in Northern Virginia, uh, check me out or check out the Nova Pro account. I think it's at BA Wrestling on Twitter. Or check out our former guest, uh, the Milkshake Bay Jackson, or the Big Gold Cup podcast, uh, BG Podcast, I think is their at. Uh, and they have been asking, of course, about you being uh, they, they're like, is she coming to the next show? I'm like, I'll talk to her. Yeah, yeah, I'll come. It's Metro Accessible, well, uh, right? Next, uh, somewhat. I think oh, Annandale, boy. yeah, it's going to be one of those things where you get, but let's talk, we'll work it out and get you there. Yeah. I think the next one's a Friday, like the, the July 4th weekend or the July 4th week, is that Friday mm-hmm. after. So next week. Yeah, pretty much next yeah. week. It's coming fast. Um, yeah. Great local wrestling talent. Uh, these are people that you might see on NXT or in the future somewhere. And of course, people like me again coming back. So the next card is supposed to be pretty live and pretty lit. Um, and like I said, it's local wrestling, so I, I really get into it. Jordan Grace is coming back. Wheeler Utah Homicide are having a grudge match off the heels of the uh, the last deal that they had. Bay Jackson, the milkshake, is facing off against Deanna Peraza in her final Nova Pro appearance and a few other you know, awesome things like the uh, some tag team action. There's a, a there's a tag triple threat tag team match between the Carnies, the Hooligans, and the Ugly Ducklings. I'm not even describe who these teams are. Just let that sit for you for a second. <laughs> it's weird enough that you want to go. It's a nice little, nice local wrestling. And of course, there's a lot of local wrestling in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. I think there was one. In, there's one at George Mason this coming week, um, or this coming weekend with Ring of Honor. So there's a lot happening out here. Uh, support your local indie promotion because these are the people you're going to see on the big stage sooner or later. And you get a chance to shake hands with them, get some photograph photos, and really just enjoy this talent as they're coming up. As Samuel, our friend Samuel Flug will tell you, when he used to see Ember Moon back in the day, she was still in that promotion in Texas. So, you know, you never know. So, it's lots of fun. Um, yeah, so that's my recap. And I guess that gets into the shout-outs, right? Well, Don, did you want to go first? No, no, sir. You, it's all you. Um, all right. Well, like I said earlier, shout out to uh, all of you that are here on the show. Uh, Don, you know, who I've handed the keys to and shown all the passcodes and access codes and everything else. You know where the bodies are hidden now. Um, you pretty much, you and Jeremy are running the entire network. And, of course, you are running the WrestleCast, which you this is not news to anybody. This is just a formality. But uh, I'm glad to have any good hands. Uh, Greg, the constable, I'm glad he's back. Samuel, the best <laughs> in the business, uh, Super Sour Patch, and Didi Janae, the 
face and the waist that run the place. I cannot say enough about how <laughs> integral you have been to the show, and uh, you know, I'm very happy and proud of all of you. And of course, not just you guys, but of course the WrestleCast community, the family, uh, the gorgeous ladies of WrestleCast, the cast of Strong Side, um, the new Slate Podcast. There's so, so many, too many people to name. All the people that join the hashtags, all the people that join Rawcast SmackDown matters, all the pay-per-views, Hoopa Kente, uh, I Walk Less, the list goes on and on. I'm going to be listening alongside all of you as a fan. I'm not going to be behind the scenes anymore. I'm not going to be pulling any more strings. I won't be in gorilla position. I'm not going to be yelling at Don about how the show's too long. I might throw a little party purple here or there. I'll throw a bone, but I'm just going to be chilling. And I cannot be more proud of what we've put together, what we built, what you guys have built. This is y'all's. This has been yours for a long time. I've just pretty much planted a seed, and I'm glad to have brought the growth to this point. And so as I write off into whatever sunset I write off into, I've got a couple of warnings, a couple of things to say. One is um, take good care of each other and of the product, whether it's this show or any incarnation of it. I mean, please just do what you do. Make it fun. Make it yours. Make it worthwhile. Even those of you listening, as you watch these shows, you know, join the community. Hit the hashtag. You know, buy the merchandise. Support the show because... If all this goes away, you're going to be back to zero, which is a couple of white guys talking wrestling and you not knowing what the hell they're talking about. So it makes a difference that we are making a product that you guys can be proud of and that you can be a part of. That makes a difference in sense than anything else. Um, and of course, to the caretakers, people in charge, please don't make me come out of retirement. I will super kick every last one of you. It will be a super kick party, and I'm going to put Don in the shark. So. Um, but to say that's to say, I I don't see that happening. I see the fact is you guys are going to flourish, thrive, and uh, continue to move forward. I'm probably going to kick myself. Back. This is going to like you know become this huge entity, money making opportunity, and then be like, oh man, I gave this up for more time. But you know what? That's what happens. And I mean, this may or may not be my last podcast or my last retirement podcasting. But if I come back on the Big Gold Belt podcast under the name Massive Quaterial or something like that. Uh, you know, just at least know that I'm still proud of what I've what I've set up here. So uh, you know, that's that's all I can say about that. And beyond that, um, you know, to all the listeners, fans, the people that have been listening, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Continue to support. Continue to do what you do because you are what makes us great. Um, you are what makes us special, and you are what keeps us going. So. I thank you. These folks thank you. And they're going to continue to provide and serve all of you because really that's what we do it for. So with that said, I just want to say peace out. Thank you all. And uh, appreciate love you all. Thank you so much. Well, Mr. Materia, we'll have to give you the biggest shout out of them all. Um, You brought us together almost four years ago to you know, rehash the WrestleCast just off of some tweets. Really wasn't really watching modern wrestling, but was kind of trying to get back into it. Like, uh, it's not what I'm used to, but okay. If I'm going to like it, I'm going to have to get up to speed on it. And um just being a part of the CSPN has afforded me a bunch of opportunities that I didn't think I'd ever get a chance to be a part of, see some things I didn't think I'd get to be a part of, meet some people and interact with a whole bunch of people that have been a big part of my life for the last four years plus and moving forward. So I just say thank you, sir, for allowing me to 
be on your network and now be handed over your network. And hopefully I can elevate it to the next level. And like you said, make you proud, not have to have you uh, come down and uh, sit me down underneath the learning tree too often. And, uh, you know, sent me hey, back straight. You guys so. call. I'll come back. I mean, I, <laughs> you guys call for anything. I mean, I, I won't be the chairman anymore. I'm not going to do the LaParca dance. Uh, but you, you, you need for anything. I'm, I'm just a phone call or a tweet away. Um, I won't abandon you guys. I'm just going to be like chilling lots or pretty much doing my future endeavors thing. Yes, um, we've uh, we've seen the Instagram post and we've seen how you look on the uh, the hangouts tonight. You've, you've got the cabana hat on. You've got the uh, the summertime beer. Uh, yeah, you're just missing the sand and the feet up. <laughs> uh, well, living I don't know if it's the best life, but it's definitely the rest of my life. So uh, I'm just going to enjoy it as I can. Oh, man. And, uh, oh, one last thing. Yes, sir. Uh, Dropkick Depression is a... Uh, the, the queen of the dinosaurs, Tara Calloway, who's a part of a, what do you call it? A, and I'm putting this in YouTube for anyone that's watching. We'll see it later. But Dropkick Depression is a great movement where um, oh, this Tara Calloway, queen of the dinosaurs, huh? wants to combat depression. Well, see, mm-hmm. so go check that out. I think they're at, on Twitter, at Dropkick Depression. Um, so check that out. Support it because, I mean, depression affects us all, as we've seen so many different instances in the movie. And, uh, you know, it's uh, just another movement to basically, you know, bring awareness and you know, raise funds to help uh, those that are suffering from depression. So if you're in wrestling and you're into wrestling and you like uh, to combat depression, which as we all do because it hits all of us, drop kick depression is the, uh, the ad for that. And the for that. So I just want to put that shout out in there. All right. So once again, one last time for the chairman, classic material. For my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. For our WrestleCast, uh, broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime. Big shout out to Samuel Kalunga, our RawCast correspondent. I'm Don DeLorente. This has been episode 191 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Adversity and how you deal with adversity is what defines you as a champion. Now, the name of adversity at NXT TakeOver Chicago was Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan did something that I did not think was humanly possible. He truly is a freak of nature. But then faced with that adversity, I made it fade to black. Face to face with adversity. Now it's time you stand face to face with the devil. The title doesn't make the man, the man makes the title. But in your case, I beg to differ. In your case, I feel like the title does indeed make Alistair Black. Look no further than TakeOver Chicago. You barely got by Lars Sullivan. And on that same night, in the main event, I beat Johnny Freakin' Wrestling. And now that the Gargano fairy tale is behind me, all the personal crap goes away, and I focus on business, I focus on that shiny little 
yours because Aleister Black, you have something that I want. Wow, you really, really like the sound of your own voice, don't you? Well, if Mr. Regal decides to make this match happen, then you will realize that just like everyone else before you, I will kick your Alistair! Boy, you be careful what you say. All I need is one opportunity. One title match. And in that moment, your title reign. 